What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sports Bible Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks and, you know, busy with March Madness and uh, the stash man. I actually have some interesting uh, relations to him. Um, welcome to Sports Bible presented by Coke. I'm kidding. <laughs> but actually, the big news I spoke about on Twitter just recently, like literally 10 minutes ago, is we have our first sponsor. Thank you, Anchor, for being our first sponsor. You will probably hear the advertisement before this podcast starts. So thank you so much. And that's all for the listeners for getting us to this goal. And it's first of many, you know. But um, mm-hmm. how are you doing, Rob? Been, it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right before, like mid-March, probably right before Selection Sunday, which is the day I went to the yeah, Garnett ceremony, which I Also, we- that was the day I was getting Gus, my dog. Yeah. He's currently he's sprinting around the yard. Yeah. Cute as hell, man. Yeah, he's good. Um, you know, pissed shit around the house, you know. <laughs> Actually, only once I think he did, and it was in my room. So but he's getting work? better. Work, yeah. uh it's good. I'm done for now. Like CBS, I'm done because March Madness is over. Technically, like they're in, um, they go to New Orleans for the final four. So the studio is dark for now. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. No. Yeah. And if you're watching this, they'll see a really cool hat. I know you were yeah. hesitant to say the name last time we were on, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not leaking info or like, yeah. And I would never do that anyway. It's not worth it. My my friend is saying like, Yo, can you take a picture? Or like, no, <laughs> I'm not getting fired. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're busy with it. That's why we, you know, we took our break. Yeah, I, was, I worked. Again. I worked. Um, wrote a lot. Like I would work like 10 a.m. to midnight. Like I'd work the entire like slate of games, but it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it, it wasn't like a dreadful time <laughs> at all. Little did people know, too, the, uh, you know, you were in relations with one of the biggest stars on the stage. Yeah. So um, if you're listening to this, you probably guys, you probably know who Doug Eddard is by now, even if you don't like basketball. Um, St. Peter's guard, uh, mustache, you know, Dougie Buckets, they, they were probably the most historic Cinderella run ever. Yeah, because they they went the furthest, mm-hmm. and he um he's my cousin. <laughs> he's my he's my dad's cousin's son, so that's like he's my cousin. Like like it's not and it's not like I have like my cousin who like I've never met before in my life. Like no, like I played little league with this kid. I traveled not little league. I played travel ball with this kid. Um, I know his whole family. Show what show it off. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm not going to act like, oh, yeah, like I see him every day. Like, no, I don't see him like all the time. But like, yeah, it's not like like that long lost cousin that you take credit for knowing. Like like my second cousin's husband's brother is Mike Trout. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's like one of those relations. It's not um true. But yeah, he's basically my cousin. And uh, it's cool. I, I spoke to a bunch of his family members about it beforehand and talking about oh yeah it's like it's a great like experience you know did not think they were going to be kentucky 
Yeah, and I remember, I remember around then, probably before it, when you told me that, I was telling my – obviously, I've told you I have plenty yeah. of friends, bigger college fans than me, but they they thought that was sick when I told them that. I was like, Rich yeah. told me that Doug Gatters is cousin. They're like, really? Yeah, my bracket actually is looking pretty good. I have – I don't know if you – you didn't do one, I don't think, right? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you're good, but my um bracket, I have – had Iowa, so that kind of slapped. Yeah. Uh, I had Purdue in my final four, but I was hoping they lost um, because of St. Peter's. And then I have Duke and Nova. So I have half my final four left, and Duke's my winner. So I have a real shot to win it, my bracket, and I'm like my group. So yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm ho- I hope I win it. I want Coach K to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably rooting for them too. They're usually – Obviously, the team I always root for because of yeah, Tatum and, and others. But. Nova lost a big player. I forget his name. Um, Torres Achilles, though. It's like you you can tell when a guy tears his Achilles, just like the way he grabs it. Like even like like the way they describe it, it's like oh Achilles and Justin Moore, or was it someone yeah. else? Justin Moore, you said. I think yeah. that's his name. Don't quote me on that though. Um, yeah, I think I saw it was him. So. I guess we can get into it. Um, speaking of injuries for a playoff team, uh, I'll go first because you're going to go on for a little bit. But, yeah, damn, like that, that sucks. Um, he's out. It said, what, was it four to six weeks? So, man. <laughs> you just, you can't even talk about it. <laughs> at the moment, I guess that's how you could look at it. But, like, yeah, that's my – first that's why i just said that it's my first impression you can go about this a million different ways especially from a fan's perspective but like it's still up in the air so Woj's to answer your question Woj's report yesterday on nba today was that he's there he's definitely getting surgery you may said it before last night's game so they're looking at options they're going to look at his knee it's either they're going to be like, all right, you're injury prone as it is. So we'll sh- shut you down for the rest of the year. Cause obviously his future is huge and his growth, as I've said to you a billion times, but like, yeah, especially the or, short off season for basketball. Yeah. Or you get it. You could, you're up. And I saw email said he's optimistic. He can come back. He probably wants to come back. He probably, it's probably what they're leaning on. He'll probably get it. And then like, if they go beyond the first round, late in the playoffs like he'll probably i could see it being four to six but yeah, i'm checking i'm checking now like when their last regular season game is um april 10th there you go so that's yeah oh boy um i got memphis i think it might be on tv i'm not sure yeah i mean i'm not worried about that but i'm thinking like if there was like two weeks left even you can manufacture your way through the first round because you guys are, it's like you're the fourth seed, but like you're tied for first. Yeah. And they got the heat tomorrow. It's a big one. Hey, hey, um, uh, you know, those Knicks, you know, four in a row when it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it, I, I'm not a fan of tanking. I'm happy they're playing well. And I think they actually found something that um we'll get to after the Celtics. Um. Mm-hmm. But my thing on the Celtics, if he's out four to six weeks and, like, 
if he can play on, obviously, it's pain tolerance. This is kind of like a real shot to win it all. Because outside of Phoenix, who I want to touch on a little bit later, but not really that much, um, just kind of give them credit. But this is like a real shot to win it. Like you can, everyone says we're going to go for it all, but you know, you can kind of figure out the years that you have a shot and you don't. And it's very obvious that Boston this year is probably the scariest team in the East. And I think that you have to take advantage of that. And if it means sacrifice a little bit of next year to win it all this year or go for it, then if you can play, obviously, then I feel like you have to go for it. Yeah, and, like, all right, so, first of all, I didn't expect us to start it with the injury, so I'll say this. Since it's been a few weeks, again, we both are really busy, especially you. So, to our listeners, again, pretty we soon. We apologize. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be doing this more than once a week, and we know yeah, it's been definitely. a while. So, you guys won't have to hear my Celtic rants and movies and stories so, but all right. So since it's been before, you know, early I mean, two weeks, two weeks yeah, ago, before I went to Boston. So, okay. All right. So <laughs> where do I start? So you heard me last time we did this pod. I even posted about it. Like, it's just, whenever I talk about it, it's like, at this point, it's getting me emotional. Like <laughs> what the Garnett or Robert Williams. No, just like the team in general and like what's happening. Oh. Dude, we've said it a million times. It's amazing because not only, you know, we've talked about how they were finding ways to lose to the worst teams, whoever it was, no matter how bad, to every team in the world. Yeah. And it's funny because when they started to turn it around, everyone's like, oh, are they going to – is it against good teams? And then like this, they answered that and then they beat like 13 consecutive – like. 13 consecutive playoff teams, whatever it was, they just kept being contenders and playoff teams. But, all right, so it was just – that's the amazing thing is that, like, this team broke me, like, (laughs) in Christmas, January. Like, each game I'm getting more and more amazed. They literally broke me. You heard me. 18 and 21. What are, right yeah, they will, they've lost like six games in three months. That's literally what it is. I think, yeah, they're like, uh, they, I think you're right on point. I think it's like five in their last, like, that's crazy. Or something like that, 31. Yeah, but I'm not sure the exact number, but it's, it's ridiculous. Like, the, the stress they're on right now. Yeah. And they've barely, like, like you just said, like it, it feels like it's been like six and three months. They've barely been dropping games. That's the amazing thing. And like, so I like to angle it from the game where Barrett hit the buzzer beater because that's when they were 18 and 21, January 7th. 20 point scorer, RJ Barrett. <laughs> so, and obviously that was when the noise was surrounding the Celtics. Should they break it up? What should they do? Panic mode. And then since then, 29 and 8, Tatum, 28 points per game, seven boards, 4.7 assists. And it's just amazing. So 
All right, so we're going to go back to Garnett weekend. So I don't know if I have here live or in class whenever we've talked, but I've seen some bad losses, like going back to Kyrie, going back to whenever, at home, on the road. So magical, you know, weekend, freezing, spring, daylight savings weekend. Spring was just upon us, free. I haven't been there since before the pandemic, since like 2019. Yeah, you were saying that. I think 18. So Kyrie was on the team last. So I saw them win in Boston last. Yeah, last I was there. So Kyrie, that was, that might have been 19. Winter of 2018, I saw them lose to the Bucs, beat Charlotte, and then they lost the two games in Florida that I always talk about. Miami and where Kyrie blew up and stuff Orlando? like that. Yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, so I'm all excited. I'm like a little kid going to Disneyland. <laughs> it's like me and my friend going with my dad, me and my friend, we're the only two going to the game, but it's like the only thing on my mind as well as every time I'm there. So it's just magical. You know, obviously they're retiring his number after the game. The place is set up with number five everywhere, shirts, game programs. Uh, The intro was about him, like I posted. Magical. Like I'm seeing Pierce. It's like a holiday. Pierce, Kendrick Perkins, Eddie House, Glenn Davis messing around, shooting baskets and running off the court pregame. When they saw Pierce walk in, they were like, the whole place erupted every time Garnett was up and walking towards the seat. The whole place was going nuts, erupting. And it was kind of like a, a story. Like, it was a mix-up of every game I've been to before. Like, they've blown leads. Like, I've told you, I've seen some bad ones. Yeah. So, they were up, like, 12 at half. Jalen gets the poster on Cleaver, daps up Garnett. Um, the game goes on. What was it? We it was nine at half, actually. I think if we were up twelve, but then Dinwoody wasn't hitting a shot. Our favorite guy all game. And yeah, he, he um he's really picked it up. Yeah, and he, we spoke about that last time. I think we'll get to him. Yeah. So besides the Celtics rant and like everything you're about to hear me say, like we'll talk about our power rankings and our MVP candidates, and we'll get into Dinwoody. You want to give three or five? It's up to you. I wrote down five. I feel like five, five gives us a little bit more room to be wrong. Yeah, and you like know? you also not to change the subject of what I'm Maybe. saying. You know me, I always want to give like an explanation, everything. Like I won't even do that. I'll just say like why and like where Well, yeah, are. well, we can give our list and we can we, you know, say why DeRozan doesn't deserve to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, and the so, wild Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's, so Dinwiddie hits the shot at the half-court buzzer beater at halftime. Thought that was funny. But then he was barely hitting all game. Like, he was missing free throws. And then come the end, Luka hits one to tie it. And uh, – or give them the lead. I forget what it was. But it was in the last minute. And once we were tied, like, it's like – I, this is what I say to people. It's like I had that voice in my head that was like – I could feel the heartbreaking fashion coming when it was yeah. tied. We were losing, and it was like it was creeping in. It's like, don't get it twisted, bro. Like, you know how the story goes, and you know what happens when you come to see the Celtics live. Yeah. 
and yeah. like on on a you know a celebratory game like this and a big one but so then didn't we have the ball uh Luca did a good job coming out the double team, just kicked it out to Dinwiddie straight away, three deep one. It was like a 40 footer. I had a feeling it was going. It went. I was sitting <laughs> behind the basket on that side. Big celebration from him. And Marcus got hit on the hand, but they didn't call it a foul. They oh, they changed the call because they they called the Marcus like over three. They called the foul. This is when they're down three. So I'm thinking like they're definitely going to overturn it because he got hit. But yeah. they did it because um, he touched his hand after the release. So Marcus didn't get the free throws. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that happened a lot in uh, so far in March Madness. Yeah. So they keep missing that call. I'm thinking like, all right, make these. And then like, all you hear is just like the building so loud all day. So joyful. And then you just hear the ref say like, oh, like the challenge. That's what I meant to say. The challenge is successful from Dallas because the contact came after it. So then Luca was saying post game, he knew they were going to overturn it. Cause that's, or they knew they were going to get the call because that's happened to Luca. But like, so yeah, I I still think about it a little bit. I'm like, I can't like it. Just would have been the cherry on top if they closed it out and won. But that was the first game they lost in March. They were five and zero. They lost their second last night, and that was without obviously Rob. Uh, yeah. Al wow. Alfred, Jason and Jalen. Yeah. Wow. So getting a little rest. Al's basically going to have a week off going into this Miami game because he hasn't. They, all right, so since that game, they went 4-0 on a West Coast swing, right? Before Toronto? Four. Before yeah, Toronto, you're talking about? Uh, I think it was four, four games. Golden State, Sacramento, Denver, Denver, OKC. Yeah, so that's, I was thinking maybe five, four. That was and right so, after the Dallas lost. Yeah, Dallas so I'm lost. leading us to this point right now. So okay. they, they lose to Dallas, they go out West, they go 4-0. Yeah, come home, beat Utah five and zero. They get off until wow. Sunday. They got all this rest, so Horford is gonna have a week off before tomorrow's game. So that's key. Does Tatum ever play in the fourth quarter? The, the, what is it? Jeez, 28, 22, 20, 29, 32. Jesus, tell you what, man, we've been a That's the amazing thing, and that's why they're a title <laughs> Brooklyn. contender. <laughs> is they've been annihilating teams like six straight of 20 plus point leads. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, Horford will have a week off, but then, so they swept the West coast trip Mm -hmm. and then they destroyed Utah, which I thought Denver and Utah would be tough. And even golden state. Utah is scaring me a little bit. Yeah. I thought they'd be good games just knowing like that they were, contending teams as well but so they after they swept the trip they beat utah like i just said then they go into this minnesota game and minnesota's 21 and 9 also on fire so i was like they haven't won there in a lot in many years i want to say like 10 plus i forget how much it was exactly 
I even saw the starting lineups of both teams when they last did, but saw like, all right, good test for us on this back-to-back. Another blowout, and before it was, um, not even any contact or anything in that Rob Williams injury. It's just like that's that's usually when you gotta worry. Yeah, he kind of just nudges they, and then Eme was saying he didn't see what happened. He knew he was in pain, and he'll get an MRI in the morning. And yeah, I'm on top of the world, like talking to my friends about it. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be a little sprain. Yeah, well, not even the injury. Well, the injury was on my mind. I was like, all right, yeah, sprain day to day. I wasn't even thinking about the MRI in the morning. I just knew they were going to be without him for Toronto. So I'm talking about it to my friends, like just saying what I just said to you, how I can't believe like the greatest season turnaround ever, how they broke me. And then they went from breaking me to no expectations to how they've had the best season they've had in it's probably since Kyrie was on the team, and since he in years, and probably um, since the I don't know was Kyrie on that Eastern Conference Finals team when Tatum dunked on Braun? That was when he was out. That was his first year. So that probably since okay. that year, yeah, because we were like okay. the two seed, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys were the seven seed. I thought. No, the two last year they were the. There seven. was a year though. You were like. Was, yeah, it was Tatum talking about that. You guys were like the seven, but no one wanted to play you guys. It was on the three on the old man and the three. I forget. I forget what year it was. I used is this Tatum's episode because I think I remember yes. them talking about yeah. it. I think he said like Philly wanted to be three because he knew I think I remember this part. Philly wanted to be third because they knew they would play Boston second and Boston. Yeah, was they third. didn't want to play Boston. No one, yeah, no one knew. Yeah. Obviously, they were weren't a favorite every series because of the injuries. But yeah, I guess so. Kyrie, um, yeah, probably since that year. So, and obviously, after these, even though it's only been two in a while, those two in a while, it's just like every time they lose now, like I'm back to how I used to be upset and angry. And like, like, it's like it's not like a like. There's a saying in sports like scheduled loss, like you're not going to win every game. Now, though, if you lose those games, it's a little bit more of a feeling because of the fact that you lost such an important piece. Yeah. And it's just not even that, too. I'm not, not even referring to the injury. It's just like since this run, like I've just been back on that wave. Just like those are my feelings when, you know, they lose games and they've losses have been hard to come by. Like I said, yeah. especially the blowouts they've been having. And so the, I see that yesterday. I just look on my phone and see how like it said several weeks. And I was just like, dude, yeah, and obviously all these opinions. Now it's just like, are they a title contender without them? That's such a big loss. And that's the amazing thing, dude, is like, I think you guys are still, I, I think he's he's great, and you can't replace him. You still have Tatum and Brown, though. Yeah, that's you know, whatever. Like, that's what most people are saying, but it's like I agree with like Perk and them. When I guess like, like Philly though or Miami when you have to deal with those big men, or even like a uh, oh, Vujovic is kind of soft. Um, I'm trying to think of a team like a big man. Let's see, Siakam. I guess Jared Allen's hurt. There's no big men on Brooklyn. 
yeah, I'm just going down the list now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's your anchor. That's probably the best word to describe him. Yeah, besides Marcus Smart, he really is. Yeah. And listen, this is besides like this turnaround and how amazing that's been to me. It's just like this is one of the best defensive teams I've seen in years. And, and like it's just the way they switch, the way they do things, not just Rob, but the the whole five. Yeah. But Rob is the anchor of that. I've said that to you a bunch. He is and Marcus Smart. And a stat I saw, like, this is from Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. He's my guy. He isn't with us on this opinion. He wrote, Smart and Rob, well, this is true, but okay. the, the, sto- the story of his blog is, like, Celtics um, sleeper odds put to sleep after, like, this. But it's, like, Smart and Rob first in the league as a defensive duo, the pick and roll, and on offense – they're the third most efficient duo and everybody can see it. Like it's like the first play all the time. It's the alley-oop. Yeah. Just Rob, but it's always the amazing passes from smart them as a duo. You always used to see it. With, I think I've said this on the pod before. You always used to see it with Horford mm-hmm. when he was first on the team. He's so slow. But it's like, so, yeah. So it's like their luck. All right. So, that's the sad thing and why this is so frustrating, right? So yeah. 2017, it's not just the injury bug they've had for so long since Gordon Hayward and beyond that probably, but it's like Kyrie. before, yeah, and before it's that, especially that season, before the postseason every year, Isaiah Thomas in the playoffs, in the conference finals, not that they would have beat LeBron, but 2017 – Kyrie before the playoffs. Forget about Hayward that year. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart, oblique injury. Gordon Hayward, 2020 in the bubble. Uh, Jalen Brown last year. Yeah, last year I don't think it really would have made a difference, but it's still an injury. It wouldn't have. We played the Nets, and it wasn't our year. But The now fully uh, cleared Nets. (laughs) Yeah. I figured we'd get into that too, but uh, I mean, we kind of, we, we know where we stand on it. We knew like as soon as it got cleared, it'd be a big deal, but you know, yeah. and it's like, so what was I going to say? So with Rob, it's just, yeah. So he's the one for this year. And it's like, so he anchors that defense and we know how Boston's been. I think they're the fourth best offense at the moment, top two defense best in the league obviously but it's like with the way rob has been for that he it's just that's his biggest thing like he could defend all five yeah and he could switch up the guards cover the perimeter but the thing is is like what did i tell you when they traded for tice at the deadline i was like that was good because he's his familiarity with them and if one of them goes down al or rob or if one of them's in foul trouble you can't play canner Sorry, freedom. You can't play him. He's on the team. So it's like, no, I had a feeling he wouldn't get a job after that, but it's just what, after, after something. What? Oh, it's something. I changed his last name. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to correct that real quick. But so, yeah. So, and Tice plays sort of like Rob. He's not, he's not as athletic and explosive and he doesn't jump out the gym the way he does, but you can use him in the pick and roll. He catches lobs at times. There's a few he missed last night, but 
He catches lobs. And his why he's kind of familiar with Rob or similar to Rob, I should say, is like he could also defend all five and guard the perimeter, guard yeah. guards, get blocks here and there. Yeah. Do those sort of things, but not that effective level. But where the Celtics are gonna miss him is like not only because he's the anchor and like what was I telling you before this turnaround and before you know, they were 29 and eight since that Barrett game. I was like, who's the brightest spot of this team this season? It's Robert Williams. Yeah. And that's and where that, he- No, I was going to say that always, um, not always, that doesn't necessarily mean the best player. Like, because yeah, you expect and- that out of Tatum and Brown. And Jalen Rose deserves an apology. Um, He said, keep these guys together. Yeah. I think you saw me retweet, like, so I liked it. Like I think Greenberg tweeted. He was like, everyone knew he was right. I did. Yeah. Like I remember we were, I, I said it too. Right. I just don't have a cool both, hairline as him. My haircut's not as good as John Rose's. Yeah. He's got the greatest hairline, but yeah, it's like, really, yeah. it's, yeah. everybody knew it's like, you don't break up. And what are they doing yeah, now? Talent's talent. They're showing, they're showing too. Like, haven't we shown you guys in the past we're one of the best duos in the league? That's what they're doing now. Yeah. And J- it's like Jalen Brown's – I'll get into Tatum's stats in a sec, but to rack up – Tatum and Brown, but to wrap up Rob, it's like that's – you'll miss the, the Marcus Smart play, him, the gritty, the get on the floor, get steals, die for loose balls. But Tice is a little gritty, and, like, you're lucky to have him and Al Horford. And- you, could do, you could be a lot worse at that position. Yeah, and like now the Celtics actually have size when it was a question in the past, especially with how amazing the defense is. You're lucky to have Al and have acquired Daniel, and you have Grant the way he is this year. And it's like, I do think they're still a title contender because, like yeah. you said, they have Adam Brown. Marcus has been an anchor or a motor, the motor of this run. And you, you're lucky to have Horford, but it's like, Tatum, I quoted it yesterday with um, a Dwight Schrute gif of him crying. Tatum said in the beginning of the month, Rob's ceiling and potential is the biggest key to where we want to be. Yeah. And, yeah, because he's uh, he's your, your, your center. Yeah, for our growth. And, like, me and you have talked about it, and that's the truth. And, like, yeah, to be that – to win a title, we do need him. But we could still yeah. – if we can come back – we could still make a run, but like, we're still, we're showing we're still a championship team with us blowing out everybody. I mean, we lost last night to Toronto with those guys down, but we, yeah, like I said, those scheduled losses, like they happen. And we got our rep. Tomorrow's a big one. It's just like, you got to, they played a little tighter. They could have won last night. It would have calmed the fans down after what happened yesterday. I was hoping for it. And in a tough environment like that, but it's like, they were due for a loss. It's, yeah, you said we haven't been losing a lot. We've been amazing, and like they've been really hard to come by. And yeah, I thought that you know with Pritchard and with some guys stepping up, Neesmith, Grant Williams yesterday, even with guys out, they could have pulled it out. But it's like scheduled loss, like you said, and like been hard to come by. They'll keep rolling. They'll keep doing their thing. It's just one game at a time. The between the east, this seating and these last 
last five games. They're going to be they're going to be at least top four. Yeah, and yeah. just as long as they have home court in the first round, and they they've shown that like they don't care what seed they are, just as long as they're playing the right way, continue to, and playing the way they should be. Like they're focused. They since that KG night, like they've seemed to be focused. You know how we we talk about like you don't want to position yourself to play a team because it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. If I'm Boston, don't know if I want to be a top two seed because then you might have to play the Nets. And yeah. uh, I mean, like the Nets, like if Toronto, Toronto's six right now, Cleveland seven. If Toronto drops to seven, Kyrie can't play. But then yeah. they can yeah. drop to eight. It's it's all it's the playing games are not confusing, but it's it's not like a clear tournament. It's like a Seven plays eight, loser plays the winner of nine, ten, and then those two make it. But I'm looking at it now. If Boston can win around, they can beat Chicago because Chicago is allergic to beating good teams. Um, they could beat Toronto, Cleveland, the Nets, Hornets, Hawks. Like they can beat all these teams in one round. You get past the first round, say midway through the second round, you get Robert Williams back because that'd be around a month. Maybe comes back a little quicker because it's the playoffs. Or later, yeah, you never know. Yeah, like, I mean, it depends how he responds, but I think you kind of just have to get past the first round to kind of have a shot of him coming back. Yeah, of course, and I saw people were tweeting at him, like, you know, he's tough, we'll shake this yeah. off. And it was just like, yeah, facts, my dog, but yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's... People you'd are rather, showing you'd rather how, not deal with this, right? You'd rather not have this problem. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, they don't get Kyrie the Nets if you know they go to Toronto, but it'll be tough because Toronto's tied with Chicago. Remember, what? remember, like our first podcast, we were like, "Who's better, the Nets or the Bulls?" Now they're the five and eight seed. <laughs> It's funny. And like Jeez. that's how much Chicago's really just been just very mediocre. Yeah. Very and mediocre. Against the good teams. And I remember how much we praised Chicago too. It's just yeah. One of Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, and the Heat are gonna have to face Brooklyn in a tough task, obviously, first round. Well, we don't but know if, that actually. What if like Brooklyn I mean He's come back, and they still haven't really catap- – like, I mean, they've won 7 of 10, but they haven't really – like, they don't feel like they're red high, you know? And, like, you drop a game or two in a row, and you're then you're out, you know? So yeah. I, I, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen, but, God, I hope Trae Young torches them. Do, yeah, it to, the, do it to both New York teams. The Celtics really uh, – like I said, they don't really seem to fear anyone right now, even no. without Rob. And they've been without, a, you know – a partner, a partner, a brother before, like I said, these past six, seven years when it like matters most, but it's like the way he mans things. I just hope it's not another season. That's like, Oh, well, if he was in, you know, if, but it's like, they'll still, they could still make a run. And obviously we don't want to come up empty of anything, but like, with the way we've been, it's just been some season 
and like these last five games lining up in the postseason, it's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully we don't end up with Brooklyn, but like, you know, we got to keep that confidence with the way we've been playing. It's just 11 and two in March. Tatum almost, I was going to say almost 34, but 33.7, 6.8 boards, 4.8 assists. 53.9 53.9 from the field, 46 from three. The Celtics are ranked second at the power rankings on NBA.com behind the Suns. Um, like I said, he's uh 28, seven and four since that January 7th date. And Jalen Brown finally coming back to life dominant wise to where he was at some point. You know, he's been a great two to Tatum, but now he's starting to get back to you know, his dominant scoring ways, his last 10, 23.4, five and two assists, 50% for the field, 34 from three. But would you like to get into some power rankings and MVPs? Uh, Yeah, and uh, we can kind of generate some uh, topics. Not a topic, conversation. What? Red Sox. Yeah, um next week I think we're going to have like a special episode like right before baseball starts just to kind of give our predictions. I'm also probably going to make a YouTube video with that too. Um maybe I'll just put the the that on um no, I'll make a YouTube video for that for just like a more in-depth idea of my own predictions. Um but yeah, that story is a great move. Took him from the Yankees. Love it. Um one of the best uh, I wrote about it. You probably saw my yeah. thank you for posting the story actually. Like, yeah, they yeah, probably well, baseball's my baseball's my sport. So <laughs> yeah, one of the best in fields, one of the best power lineups in the AL. And you got him for six years. Like that wasn't like a cheap one year deal. Like you got him. Now you gotta keep Bogarts because I know he's gonna opt out after this year. And but, it um, seems like they're both optimistic about it. Yeah, I mean he he kinda he kinda asked for him to come there. Like Bogarts was the one that kind of, you know, yeah, got all going. They just wanted to win. But um, so for our power rankings, top five, I'll um, I'll put like a picture up. I'll make like an edit of it. Um, for me, for bad, not basketball for teams, I'd probably go one Phoenix. I don't think they're they they're dominating, and no one even says a word and. I feel like, yeah, they, they deserve a lot more credit and they deserve to be like heavy favorites to win it. Mm. So they're one. I'm going to go Memphis two just because they lost their best player and got significantly better. Like, not like one, three in a row. Like, they, like they're like 18 and two without them. Like, something crazy like that. Yeah. And after it, that, what? It is 18 now. Yeah. After that, right now, I'd probably go Milwaukee three. I just Miami's really scuffling a little bit, and so is Philly's kind of treading water. Then I go Boston four. I think that they're still playing ridiculous basketball, and you can't discount that. And then I'd probably go. Hmm, I'd go Miami five. I don't like having Dallas in a top five, but they're probably six. I can't put Golden State in there. I mean, they they look awful. 
Yeah, they've really um, been struggling. And I did both conferences as well, and they were, like I yeah. kept them out of the top five because of how bad they've been. Yeah, well, conference-wise, I'd probably have – I'd probably go five Toronto, four Boston, three Philly, two Miami, one Milwaukee. Wait, two – no, four Miami, three Philly, two Boston, one Milwaukee. I just think Milwaukee's experience helps them. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the West, I'd go. Whew, Utah. Mm, I'd probably go Denver. I'd go Golden State, probably five, then Denver, then Dallas, then Memphis, then Phoenix. I don't like Golden State right now. I, and I've been very high on them. I don't like them. Yeah. But, um, I don't either. Yeah. What, would, like... what was your uh, five? The time is diminishing on that. It's tough. I was saying this to my friend the other night. It's tough to doubt their chemistry and like say like, oh, they're running out of time because of what they've accomplished in the past and their championship pedigree. But like you haven't played together in two years, two plus years. And like Draymond and Steph, they're not playing well with Draymond and like yeah. Steph. You got to get them back into form and get them fully gelled and yeah, stuff. They, they're running out of time for that. There's only like five, six games left. That's what I'm Nick's saying. still alive, by the way. It's it's tough in the postseason, especially. Yeah. But you don't want to be getting right in game three. <laughs> yeah, so I'll read the rankings for both conferences. First, I'll start the power rankings um, for five. Yeah, five. So Celtics, of course. That's the biggest thing through this is like, yeah, like. Wait, five in the East? This is all right. My power rankings, they are number one. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm starting with both conferences. You're going one to five. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say there are not four teams better than the Celtics <laughs> in the East, and you're a Celtics fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. So number one team in the NBA today. Okay. Honorable. It's the biggest thing, is like, yeah, that's a big loss, like I just said. It but it's like they and their experience and their defense as it is, even without Rob and the way they move the ball and Horford and Tice and just the fact that they've been playing together for like X amount of years yeah. now, like Boston's core with Horford and with Tice, like it's been like, they've been together a while now. So it's like, that just goes to tell you, you know, even Tatum like, and Brown have been together for like five, six years now. She feels like. Yeah, five. And it's uh, like Harden and uh Embiid are still making, you know still worried about Frosties. But um <laughs> so all right, yeah. So it's just you know, six straight wins with a twenty plus point lead. They're just destroying people right now. Scheduled loss, like you said, big one tomorrow night. Then let's wrap this up. You guys thing should up. be all right. You guys should be yeah, all right. Tough. Besides that Grizzly game, there's a tough back-to-back uh, when baseball starts. It's like the 6th and 7th uh, in Chicago and Milwaukee. So that'll be a nice test. But Celtics, Suns, Bucks, Mavs, Grizzlies. The Suns have been unreal. Booker, I believe people when they say – That's like, your overall? Yeah. I believe people when they say Book does deserve to be up there in the MVP rankings – Bucks have been unreal. 
Dallas, the Dinwiddie, turned, the Dinwiddie acquisition has turned things around. You have Dallas in front of Memphis? Four. Wow. I'm a big Dallas fan, but that's ballsy. I'm not Memphis? saying Dinwiddie's cured everything, but, like, look what He's he did out. the game after the KG game. The buzzer beater in Brooklyn, like, he'll take pressure off Luka. He can be a ball handler and make the right pass, too, and just wow. – obviously knock down big shots i kind of get it though what you're i don't know if this is the way you're thinking but dallas they haven't won a series yet with luca in the playoffs but they they've kind of they're battle tested memphis is kind of like john morant hasn't really been there and i don't really know anyone besides steven adams on that team that has and i don't count last year's playing game that's not a real like like it's a playoff atmosphere but it's not a series and, like, I believe Nick – for once, I believe Nick Wright when he says, like, this could be the Mavs year with Luka. Yeah. He's doing like See what he called Jason Tatum? Yeah. <laughs> a super-duper star. Oh, well, first geez. of all, the week before, he said there's 17 or 16 players better than him. Now he's saying he's a super-duper star, but we don't – Yeah, didn't he say Anthony think, Davis was better than him? I think he did say that. By the way, quick side note. We never really made the official bet, but there will be a baseball game played before Anthony Davis comes back. Yeah, like I well, thought already we, happened, but yeah, you know. I figured we get into the late. Well, the Nats a little bit. We don't really need to get it, like you said. We don't need to, but I figured yeah, we, we kind of we kind of knew what we were gonna say. The Lakers will get it to next week. I mean, like this is a big game for them tonight. I feel like the Lakers. I- the next time we'll talk about them. Might be the end of their season because they might not make it. They're a half game up on San Antonio, and their schedule is brutal. I mean, maybe if we do another pod at the end of the week, they'll still should, be a pod. Should we do like a? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but should we do like a celebratory pod if they get like eliminated? No, I'm not doing that. I, probably, I don't hate the Lakers. It's just very disappointing. <laughs> it's just, it's just they. It's just, we said this before, like the, the difference between them and the Knicks. By the way, I think I might be out on Randall, but um, yeah, just what I saw last night, I did not like, and then nothing to do with his play. Um, yeah, uh, the Lakers have LeBron James, and he's playing like if they were competent, he'd be the MVP. Like if they were the four seed, he would be like runaway MVP the way he's playing, but. You know, he's out tonight. And did you see his ankle, like that picture? Yeah, that was bad. I'm like, if you were calling him like a wuss, I'm like, mm, I wouldn't be playing either. He's real about it. He's just like, yeah. yeah. Was- he, he's never been one to give an excuse. Well, the cramps in the game. Okay. I've been watching I've been watching uh, the show Winning Time on HBO with John is that the Is that the Magic Johnson show? Well, he, he's... Like, or is that the not him? Uh no, he's in it, but not the real. Thinking of him. like a, a Lakers. Jerry West? It's no. The Lakers, yeah. It's the Lakers. Jerry West? It is Jerry West. Okay. And and Jerry Buss. Like they're all in it. Okay. But like they all act people act as them. Like John C. Riley does. Jerry Buss does a good job, but it, it's a good show. Yeah. And sure. Yeah, but I think there he goes. I don't know if you heard him bark. Um <laughs> I wasn't Very. um it's got like LA vibes, like it's yeah, just like a lot of 
the way John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss, like running the team, and just like it shows how competitive they were. It's like before the yeah. dynasty. It's when they just get magic when they got Kareem. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. Where were we? No, I was gonna say another team fighting for their lives. Technically, is the Knicks. But I'm not overreacting over a four-game winning streak. I kind of know where they're at as a team. But my point on Randall, I have two points for the Knicks I want to make on Randall. I don't know, like, why he did it or if it was just plain selfishness. But he didn't play well yesterday at all. He had, like, I think he had, like, six points or four points. He didn't play well at all. But Barrett had 28. Burks had 27. Like, they really picked it up. And they beat a really good team. Well, a good team that – um. You know, if the ball bounces away a couple times, like if what's his name, Cam Johnson doesn't bank a three in, or if Kevin Durant doesn't have fifty three, like maybe we we have a shot here. But hindsight twenty twenty, I did not like they win a big game at home, fighting for their lives technically, but regardless, he just clock runs out, tosses the ball, runs straight to the locker room, didn't even try to celebrate with him. I don't like that. And I don't know what happened or why it happened, but I don't like that because you're, you got these young guys that are playing well and like, not to spite you, but like, you're not the focal point anymore. Like it was great last year and no one's discounting that, but you Barrett has taken that leap. And I think he's going to take another one next year, knock on wood. And guys are quickly um, topping. Jericho Sims is even playing well a little bit. All these guys are playing well, and you can't act like it's all about you. And I feel like he's done that a little bit too much, and I'm starting to notice it more. Like, a defensive breakdown, he's blaming everyone but himself. Like, just move on. Like, blame yourself, move on. Even if it's not your fault, you're the star. So I would have thought, like, this is where we'd be with him a year later. Yeah, well, I mean – like as a player, I don't think he's as bad as everyone says he is. I don't think he's trash, but and I, I don't like people that nitpick him. Like every time he has like a defensive breakdown, it's like, no, oh my God, like no, relax. I care more about things like, like I said, just not celebrating with your team or blaming everyone but you. Like those type of things is what bothers me. But I think that, I think that um besides that, my second point was quickly. I think we found something. Yeah. The Knicks have been playing a lot better recently. They lost a couple of tough games like Utah, Brooklyn, Atlanta. Fuck Trey Young. Um, but um on a show that game. Yeah, he played well. I don't I don't hate him. I just when he plays the Knicks, he's just wanna rip his hair out. But Alec Burks had 27 points yesterday. Do you know he played the majority of his minutes in the second half? I feel like I saw his recents have been well, too. Yeah, because you know who's been running point? Not him. <laughs> Emmanuel quickly has taken that role by the, the horn, like the bull, the bull horns. Bull horns? I don't know. I'm not a animal guy. I eat food. I eat I chicken. That, I don't really raise chicken. I think I that mean, is. I think, yeah, take, take the bull by the horns. That's the term. Uh, we respect animals, but... I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat chicken fingers. Um anyway. The um quickly has really developed well and I was a little iffy on him for a little bit. I was like, eh, you can kind of find him 
anywhere. But if he's your point guard, you finally have a point guard that like can be like not Alec Burks. Like, nothing against Alec Burks, but he's a two guard. He's a scorer. He's, he's not like a passer. And I think also RJ's development as a playmaker has helped. His his like um volume stats are high. Like his percentages are a little low, like a tad, but nothing really worrisome. Um, I think he's shooting thirty six percent from three. I think forty one percent from the field. But he's averaging twenty a game now. He's play, still playing solid defense. He gets he draws the best player every night, so it's always tough. And I think that they found something here quickly, like running the point. And I think they found that when they have a real point guard running point guard, you can win games. Mm-hmm. Gee, it's like we've been saying that for two months now. But Can't yeah. I'm just looking for them to, yeah, I'm looking for them to end strong. I think that, um, I don't believe in tanking, especially when it's like the seventh or the 15th pick. Like it's not very rarely is Donovan Mitchell falling 13. And, um, to segue off this, we're going to talk about a team like the Celtics, the inability to lose the Phoenix Suns and Memphis Grizzlies. I think in regards to Phoenix, I just want to kind of, I was going to talk you who are your West, who are your West power rankings? I was going to ask. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I said it before. It was, I had Golden State five, Denver four, no, Utah four, Dallas three, Memphis two, um, you know, Suns one. I think they don't get a lot of credit. And like this year, it's wide open. But the Suns are like seven or eight games in front of everyone. And I think it's kind of like if you if the Suns were the Lakers, like if the Sun the Lakers had the Suns record, we'd be saying the Lakers are clear cut favorites. Like no one's gonna touch them. But because it's the Phoenix Suns, it feels weird to some people, but they've been dominating and they're gonna like oh my god, I don't know who they're gonna play in the first round. It's probably gonna be like Minnesota. Or um, like the Clippers or the Spurs. Clippers are the eighth seed right now. George is back tonight. That's the second game on TNT. Who's um, who's the other team? Wolves are right. Oh, there. New Orleans. I forgot. New Orleans is um. Yeah, New Orleans is is in there too. So yeah, they're gonna crush whoever they play in the first round. And for Memphis. I don't really know. Like, I don't blame John Morant. I don't like that. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't think that hurts his MVP case. I don't think it helps it, but I don't think it hurts it. Um, what are they? Sixteen and two, seventeen and two now without him. Eighteen. Eighteen and two. <laughs> oh Jesus! Some teams don't even have eighteen wins. I don't think. Um, that's just a credit to the coach, you know, and credit to the like Desmond Bain and uh, Melton's playing really well. Jaron Jackson's really good. The Melon yeah, like nice. all these guys, and I think it might do something for them because I think now you kind of insert this superstar rather than him having to take over and be that star again. He can kind of just be his own guy. He doesn't have to worry about carrying the entire team. Granted, the playoffs he's going to have to obviously do a lot, but I think when it comes down to it. If they play like this, obviously the scoring numbers from Melton, Bain, Jackson will go down a little bit, but they're, they're going to be unstoppable. 
if they're blowing out teams with without Morant, imagine what they do with. And then if they're gonna get, they're definitely gonna get bounced in the first round now. And then we're gonna hear John Morant is not a team player, and that's why they <laughs> lost. But I digress. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. they have a real chance at a run. I don't know now. if they could win it just because they haven't been there yet, and you know, experience matters a little bit. Just like because the playoffs are long in the NBA. But I, I think I they're head over heels Golden State right now. I don't. And it's, Steph's hurt. I saw someone say this is exposing Steve Kerr. Name me a good coach with bad players. You know, like like what like he doesn't have Steph Curry. Clay Thompson is not what Clay Thompson is. Draymond's been hit or miss right now. What? Brad Stevens a couple years ago. Leading us to the conference finals with IT and Olenek. Well, he's genius, that guy. But regardless, you know, he's rolling well. out like <laughs> he's got nice players going out. Like Jordan Poole's good. He's he, he can occasionally drop 40 out of nowhere or 30. Not a pair if you look at his recents. Now James Wiseman's out for the year, I saw. Yeah. But like last night, Gary Payton, Kayvon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole. By the way, Andrew Wiggins. Trash. Wow. <laughs> How do you like, but this starting lineup is not winning a lot of games. Andrew Wiggins shot five for 15. He's down to 17 points a game. He's shooting 64% from the line, 46 from the field's okay. Oh, that's, that's actually good. 39 from three is good. I don't I don't know what to do with Golden State, but talked about our worries about them, and it's like it's it's just like Steve Kerr's got a thing going. It's like Clay's been better, but it's like you got your guy Poole or your guy Clay. What did I say in the last pod? I think that they should bring him off the bench. Yeah, and it was a valid point. But then it's I like, think he dropped like thirty five that night too. I was like, oh, great. And then <laughs> Poole's been dominant. Yeah, and it's just you got it's tough because like it's just he hasn't played in two years, but he's been better. It's just. You know, Wiggins yeah. has really been really a shell since the all-star break, but it's like it's all dependent on Steph getting back for them. Yeah. But you know, experience and chemistry is the biggest thing. But like you said, it's a process, like for Memphis. So like a team with Dallas, they could be ready because they've faced some first round fr- frustrations that they could have went further. But like, yeah, it all takes time. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, um, you want to move to the top five MVPs? Yeah. The power rankings. So I was just gonna say real quick, my West power rankings: Suns, Grizzlies, Mavs. I got the Wolves because they are twenty-one and ten at four at the moment. Because <laughs> just Golden State's bad, and over Utah, Utah and Denver? as in Denver's yeah, yeah. fifth. Okay. <laughs> They're fifth just because they're better. Wait, wait, wait. So you have Dallas, you have Dallas in front of Memphis in your top five, but then below them in your West. Wait. Just say, just say, just say that. No, I, I said it right. <laughs> no, right. I'll... that's the thing though is that like I like Dallas better, but I it's tough for me. 
Yeah. That's my mindset on this one is that like, I like Dallas better in my opinion, they are a better team in general, but lately Grizzlies are obviously on fire. So that's yeah. probably what I was thinking for the West. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I just give them credit, but, yeah. and then the East I did as well. Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Nets. The Nets are creeping. Um, Miami, they are Who's fifth. Your f- oh, you're fifth. All right. Just because they've they've struggled. Like that, you saw the loss they had to the Knicks too, and they they weren't even. Yeah. Like Randall didn't even play, and yeah. So. And they were down seventeen. Yeah, they're they blew that at home and pretty quickly really, too. Like that, like huh, quickly. Pun intended. Like you saw that fight with Butler and them too, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of fights, um, Jimmy Butler so, tried. Um, even though that's how he is. Yeah, but he um, uh, I don't make much of that. That happens, but um. Yeah. Yeah, he almost Will Smith them. <laughs> Why didn't we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Comment below if you want us to do like a lifestyle podcast. We've been talking about it like a second day a week. Um, just talking about Will Smith slapping people. No, I'm kidding. Um, just talking about like music, food, life. Yeah. Just like it's more, it's kind of this is casual, but like uh, nothing. We probably won't talk about sports as much, but um, yeah, if you want to hear us talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, uh, what Chris Rock said was out of line. I, I just, I respect Will Smith for what he did. Like you protect, you protect your loved ones. I mean, she, like I guess she, she did. She didn't cheat on him, but you know, um, <laughs> no, obviously just, she cheated on him. I think so. It's so funny the memes. Like I just, oh yeah, saying, it's like wow, calling him dude after it. Like it's hilarious. Yeah, like I, I respect Will Smith for doing that, but. Dude, she's kind of the whole entanglement thing, the cheating scandal, like just. And also, I respect Chris Rock not for the thing he made; he didn't even rub it. That's why I think it was set up. Like he got hit hard, and he was like, "I'm good." I was like, "Bro, yeah." He just ate the. He ate it straight up. I I was questioning if it was real at first too. I don't know. I don't know if it is. I, I don't know, but anyway, um, top five MVPs. I would go probably one Jokic. Still. Wait, wait, wait. All right, yeah. So the Heat, the Heat have struggled. Yes, that's why they're at fifth in my list, and they only beat up on the Kings. We'll see them tomorrow to get off. You know, the East, the Celtics, the standings, them. You know. Like you said, still got Tatum, Brown, and Smart. We'll be there here on out. Every night's going to be fun for them. Still got Derek White. Still made those trades. He's coming alive. Let's get it going. But, all right, so ESPN's, yeah, so MVPs. ESPN's, they have Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Morant, Tatum at five, Luka, Booker, NBA.com. Has Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, Tatum, Luca, Morant, Booker at seven, and then I have mine. Do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I guess I like NBA.com. I yeah, uh, I respect the Booker one. Um, 
I, I say it all the time. I think Chris Paul on his team hurts that his value a little bit, but and also he missed a couple. He missed some time, right? Devin Booker. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he only not a lot, but just like just some COVID time, a little bit. That's it. Yeah, we've talked about recency bias as well. So I think if you take that into account, I think I think Jokic is still the MVP. Then I'd probably go Giannis, and Bead. Luca, and then Booker and Tatum tied for fifth. Probably like, I like that. Probably Tatum five, Booker six. I'd have Morant. I won't have Morant in just because you can't win it if you miss so many games. So I'm not gonna include him. And also, you guys, guys like Kevin Durant, but he like if you miss a lot of time, I have a hard time putting you in my top five just because. The MVP usually plays at least 70 games, like 75 games. Him and Steph are still in the top. And Chris Paul, I think, is still in the top Steph 10. Steph should not be there. One, he didn't play well down the stretch. And two, he's hurt. Nothing like you can't get hurt. Yeah. You get hurt. But same reason why KD shouldn't be there, just because he got hurt. Um, notice I didn't have DeRozan in there. They've kind of not fizzled out, but kind of you know they don't beat the good team they, 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 they literally yeah. don't I don't think they've beaten one like all year but yeah so that would be my five I would go Jokic um, and no Jokic Giannis and Bede yeah right yeah Jokic Giannis and Bede Luka and then probably Tatum and then Booker six it's funny like I saw someone when the Bulls were on a roll in like December November, whatever. Someone they tweeted like a picture of Demar like during a game. They're like, they can't beat the good teams. Like they can't do this. They yeah. can't do that. And like someone quoted, they're like, they literally just spoke their season into existence. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so mine. I like Jokic one still, Embiid two, Giannis three, Tatum the cleanup spot. Doncic five. Like, I don't blame Nick Wright for thinking he could win it. Booker six. Got to give him credit. And then seven, I will go Morant. Okay. If I was going to do a seventh guy, I can't put Durant there. He's the eighth seed. Uh, yeah, and he missed like two months. Donovan Mitchell, no. Uh I don't want to put Morant in just because he has no shot at winning it. That's kind of the way I'm kind of look at it. Who? You could argue Demar, I guess. Demar. Yeah, you could say him. Um, no one from Toronto is going to win it. Um, Garland's not going to win it. Steph's hurt. I guess Donovan Mitchell. Um, nah, I'd probably. Well, not hard and switch teams. Probably Jimmy Butler. That'll probably be my seventh guy. I just think uh, I don't know. probably Morant, to be honest. I I didn't really think about a seventh guy just because by then it's like um but yeah, those are my I guess six strong MVP candidates. Like they I think they're all have shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know really besides that, but um, we're running a little low on time here, so um, you want to kick us out of here, Rob? 
Yeah, sure. Is there any, uh, we'll be back maybe later this week or the beginning yeah. of next, but it's plugs you want to leave. Yeah. Like I said, though, if you guys want us to do a different podcast, like a lifestyle podcast once a week, it's more of a casual conversation. You'll hear, see our other side of, uh, our lives, like music, food, uh, movies, TV shows, all that good, good stuff. You know, if you uh, want that, please comment or like this video. Yeah. Also, um, Rob's got a bunch of articles going up. I'll post them on the bio. Like always, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, not Snapchat. Uh, oof, think Twitter. There you go. Um, and yes, I we made a TikTok, so please follow that at Sports Bible Pod. We'll be posting shorts on there as well as probably clips, edits, all that like TikTok stuff. And follow us on socials, Rob Green NBA, Richie Jordan's one. It'll pop up on the bottom of here. Um, besides that, though, I think that's all. You have anything else, Rob? Nothing. Just still writing a lot. I uh, yeah. since we last talked, I did a Dinwiddie one. I did a Celtic one. I did a Peyton Pritchard one. I did a Red Sox one, and I'm still grinding. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. Alrighty. Yep. Also. We will probably be getting a guest soon. I'm going to try to get Doug Eddard on here. I think that'd be pretty cool. Just like I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna probably text him probably next week. Just let him let him calm down a little bit from like this big big run he went on, and uh, just kind of just also just because he is my cousin, I would like to, you know, talk to him. And by the way, I'm not lying. He is my cousin. Like I have picture proof of me playing wiffle ball in the backyard with him, so if you want me to show proof, let me know. Uh, anyway, we're gonna try. If not, though, we'll have other guests. If you want to be a guest, let us know. If you have a question for the show, let us know. But besides that, I think that's all. So, um, see you guys next time. Later, Rich. Go see. Yeah. <laughs>